Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Now, today I want to talk with you about walking in God's authority. I've been asking the Lord to reveal His heart to me about this for some time because there seems to be a real misunderstanding among the people of God about the reason that we as believers are here on the earth. Now, we need to walk daily in a true and biblical understanding of who we are and where we fit into God's plan. We were not just placed here to live a life for ourselves, just preparing for eternity. That's a pretty selfish focus, and that's not the... That's not the true story, although many of us were taught this by religion. Just hold on to the end. There's so much more for us right here and right now. We all have a very specific role to play in the events that God has planned to carry out on the earth. However, before we can understand who we are, we need to first understand some basic truths about God our Father and of Jesus, His Son. So I want to start in Psalm 91, just verses 1 and 2. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Wow, do you understand that? He, we need to first know that He is the Most High and then that we can fully trust Him. See, He's good. He's always good and He is the Most High. He is made so that we can learn to know Him, so that we can become like Him. Isn't this amazing? I could spend the entire time describing to you the wonderful truths about who the Most High God is. But for now, I'm just going to mention some of His names, and I'll let let that continue to speak for Him. So here are some of the names of God. He is the Almighty God. He is El Shaddai, the All-Sufficient One. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. He is Jehovah Rohi, the great shepherd. He is Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. He is Jehovah Shalom, God who is our peace. He is Jehovah Shammah, the God who never leaves you nor forsakes you. He is Jehovah Nisi, the God who is my covering. And he is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts the Lord over all the angelic armies of heaven. He is the great I Am. Wow. I could go through that list and one by one expand it out into these amazing truths of God. But just let the list speak for itself. Do you understand that He is the great I Am? The I Am is the ever-present one. He is eternally present from eternity past to eternity future, He is the great I Am, the ever-present One. He exists at all points of time because He doesn't move through time. He is the eternal, ever-present One. Now this is just a basic description, but it says so much about who God is and who He has always been. But now what about Jesus? Who is He? In Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11, it says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow, it doesn't get any higher than that. Jesus has been highly exalted above all names. Now who is the one that highly exalted him? It was God the Father. See, God didn't just simply give Jesus a name. He gave him the name above all names. And this includes the names of God. See, Jesus has been the most highly exalted one. He is the the anointed one. And Jesus is your blood brother by covenant if you've been born again. Let this sink in. Let this begin to produce revelation in your heart of who you are and the authority that you carry. See, when we were born again by the Spirit of God, we are then named by God as well. In Ephesians 3, uh, it, it talks about that. It says, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So we are named by God the Father, every one of us, if you've been born again. And if you haven't been, please become born again. Find someone, contact our ministry. Get born again today. Now, if you read this for yourself, go into Ephesians 3 and read. You can see how, you know, being named after him, the Father, and yes, being named after Jesus is no wonder that we have so much power in our body. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, according to the power that works in us. See, we are, we've been given exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and that is through the power that works in us. Now, we know that some of the basics of, these are some of the basics of who God is and who Jesus is, and really, thanks to his word, we can know who we are in him as well. But, I want to remind you of who you are if you have been born again. You are a new creature in Christ. You have been made the righteousness of the Almighty God. You are now a child of Elion the Highest. You are now an heir of El Shaddai, and you share in the inheritance with Jesus, the Anointed One. Wow, that's amazing. All of this happens when you become born again. Now, in in Romans 8, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, now it's time to start shouting and dancing. Dance before your Father, the Almighty God. He loves it when you finally realize who you are in him, who he has created you to be. Now, the revelation of the names of God puts a whole new light on living the abundant and victorious life. God has given us the inheritance of his names. So why would we think that we are any different than him? See, we've been taught this from little up. Religion has taught us that we we can't measure up. And of course, by ourselves, we can't. But with him, by being given his authority, by given his uh, the, the, the lineage of God himself, we now have everything as his children. Now, in order to understand the authority then that we've been given, we need to first understand a bit more about the one who gave us his authority. And, you know, 
I can answer this question by describing the historical significance of Jesus and by remembering the things that he did in the past. But the real question that each of us needs to answer for ourselves is this. Who is Jesus to me, in me, today? Who is he to you and in you today? Now, a better way maybe to, to ask this question is, how can I manifest the character and nature of Jesus in me every day? If we simply know and learn the facts about Jesus, but never experience the same things that he did while he was alive, we really have not realized our true purpose of being on the earth. And I started out talking about what is our purpose of being on the earth, and I'd like to show you. Our purpose is to be just like he was on the earth. We are to manifest him on the earth. In John 14, verses 10 through 14, it describes this a little bit. I'd like to read it. <clears throat> it says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Wow. You realize he is bringing us in to the relationship of him and his Father. And he's saying, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it, because... I go to my Father. So he is in oneness with God. Now, as we read these verses, if you go through them again, and even just as I read them right here, I want you to be honest. Be honest with yourself and with God. Do you really believe that you have been created to do greater works than Jesus? This is a question that all of us needs to, we need to answer. In Galatians uh, 4.19, the Apostle Paul prayed for born-again Christians that Christ be formed in them. See, he, he understood this, that Christ being formed in us produces the works that Jesus did. Now, what do you see when you look in a mirror? You see your own face, right? The image that you're looking at in a mirror is an exact representation of how you currently look to the world around you. You automatically believe what you see because you have learned to trust the mirror in its reflection of you. See, learning to trust the mirror is the key. Do you realize that this is described as a mirror, actually in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, I have described the Word of God as a mirror, and I just mentioned that here, and that's, it is described as that, but it's also to be the description of Jesus in which his face is then mirrored on our face. So our face then becomes the mirror. So we behold him, we, we become like him, we are being changed into this, the same image from glory to glory. We are being transformed from his glory to our glory. He should be 
more and more evident on each one of our faces. And this is by the Spirit of the Lord. When you can see that the Word of God is a mirror, it's perfectly and completely showing who Jesus was, but then more importantly, it shows who you are in the world. It will open up the door for you to allow His nature to be formed in you. We can't truly know Jesus apart from a revelation that we get from God. We have to have this revelation from the Lord. Revelation from someone else is not enough. It may help to hear a description, but we need to have our own personal experiences with God as He reveals His Son to us. Now, if we go back to John 14, verse 21, Jesus says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. You understand, he's saying, if you, if you love me, you keep my commandments, and then you become one with me, and I will reveal myself to you, is what he's saying. He says also in verse 9, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Now, our, our goal as children of God and disciples of Jesus should be, anyone who has seen me has seen Jesus. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Uh, scripture clearly teaches that Christ Jesus is the chosen one. Christ Jesus is the elect. When we believe the gospel, we are then called chosen and elect because we are in Christ. It's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about manifesting Him. Have you ever been able to say that? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now this is a challenge. And this is what walking in the oneness that Jesus has made possible for us. This is what it does. It allows us to see that when we manifest Him, we become like Him. So we are to reveal His nature in us, just as Jesus revealed God the Father's nature in him. In 2 Peter, uh, uh, verses, 2 Peter 1, verses 2, th 2 through 4, I think it is, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Wow, do you understand? We can be partakers of the divine nature. So, now I've described some of the basics of who God is and who Jesus is, His Son. My hope is that you can see yourself in the authority that Jesus has given to you. So what is that authority? And how is it affected? How is it described in the Word? How are we to walk in this? So, I want you to listen to the last words of Jesus before ascending into heaven. In Matthew 28, he says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Do you understand? He said, All authority has been given to me. Now go. So when he is in you, you are then walking in his authority at all times. We are to walk in his authority because he has promised to remain with you always. 
Do you understand? It's in the same way that Jesus, he didn't operate in his own authority. He only did what he saw his father do. So we do not need to come up with authority on our own. We walk in his authority because he is in us. See, we're never alone. We're never on our own if we've been born again. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, he gave his authority. He, he went and bought it back with his blood, and then he turned around and gave it to us for the purpose of exercising his authority around the world. See, we are to be his, the temples of the Holy Spirit. We're to be his hands and feet. We're to walk in his authority. I actually had a, a vision of this one day. I was asking the Lord to show me, reveal more to my heart about, about my place in the kingdom and what he has for me. And, and I was able to see that there was, there was a whole line of thrones and they were empty, uh, mostly empty. There was a few people, but uh, as far as I could see, most of them were empty, just a few people. And, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, take your place, take your place of authority. And I realized that we are to take our place and we are to rule over situations on earth from there, from a place of authority. See, I was seated. His throne is much more majestic. He is the highest one, but he has placed us as second in command. He has placed us in command of angels. You have been given command of angels. You have been given command over situations in the earth. Now, it's not up to you to come up with the plan. You go to him and you, you ask him for a word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You ask him for a word and you say, what do I do with this? And he will give you the word to say. All of this is described in John 17. I'd like to encourage you, go to John 17, read through it until you have a revelation. Read it over and over. Read it for an entire year if it takes that to receive the revelation of who you are and the authority that you are to walk in. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm praying that you take your God-ordained place of authority and that you rule in oneness with Jesus and according to his word. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.